Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast, and I'm your host, Pranella Harris. I'm a licensed mental health provider, and here I discuss mental health and wellness tips. So if that's your cup of tea, you are in the right place. Pull up a chair and let's get started. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Do me a favor and hit the subscribe button so that you receive an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please go ahead and share this podcast out to your friends and your family. There's nothing like a loved one who wants to see you join them on this healing journey. If you have found yourself at odds with friends, family, spouses, partners, bosses, classmates, coworkers, anyone who have taken your words or statements out of context, or you seem to have a hard time connecting well, you're in luck today. Today's episode, we are going to teach you how to communicate and connect with people better. Before we get into today's topic, Let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Communication is the foundation of all of our relationships. It is more than just sending and receiving information. It helps nurture and foster interpersonal relationships and bonds. So if done correctly, effective communication conveys your thoughts, your ideas and emotions accurately and without confusion. Our success with communication has a lot to do with our level of emotional and social IQ or intelligence. However, not everyone can communicate well due to some emotional barriers or emotional blockages. And what do I mean by that? Well, an emotional barrier or blockage prevents you from thinking clearly and openly communicating your thoughts and feelings. You know, it has the potential to get in the way of you expressing your authentic self. And there are three major emotional barriers or blockages that I see come up. Okay. The first one is anger. You know, imagine you're having a heated argument with someone. You may lash out. You may say hurtful things that you don't mean. Anger can affect the way you behave because your mind is processing information in a different way. When anger affects your thinking, you're likely to express yourself in unhealthy ways and negative ways, and it will impact your relationships. The other thing that impacts communication is pride. Pride can interfere with the way we listen and hear what people are saying to us. Pride is an emotional barrier that influences the way you perceive others. It prevents you from focusing on anyone's views and opinions that are not 
in line with your own. For example, you're likely to dominate a conversation because you don't value what the other person is saying. So you might cut them off. You might not let them finish their statements because you want to interject, right? Because you don't like or value their opinion. And this prevents you from hearing out what others have to say and being able to contribute to the conversation. The other type of emotional barrier that gets in the way of communication is anxiety. Anxiety causes distractions. Anxiety and fear are common emotions when it comes to communication. There are various types of anxiety that will influence an individual's communication skills and styles. For example, social anxiety can prevent you from approaching strangers at a party. Generic anxiety can make public speaking very difficult. So just keeping in mind these emotional blockages. Now, I've come up with some ways of overcoming these blockages and communicating and some tips in which you can communicate better so that you can connect with others. So number one is checking with yourself, right? You need to know what is going on with you emotionally, what your thoughts are, really knowing what your triggers are. So always being self-aware, whether you're having a one-on-one conversation or whether you're giving a presentation or whether you are talking to coworkers, your boss, but it's always good to be emotionally intelligent as to what is going on in your body and what is the climate inside at all times. Number two is make eye contact. That way you can see sometimes communication is lost if we're just listening. But if you can see someone's facial expression, if you can see their body posture, you can get a lot of nonverbal information from that. So it's always important to look up, make eye contact, and it also shows respect and confidence. Number three is Focus on actively listening to the other person. Allow them to engage in the discussion. Sometimes we just take over the conversation and we talk at people and it's not a engaging dialogue. It's us just, you know, regurgitating our thoughts and emotions on them and not really looking for any feedback or looking for them to engage. But really, your focus Because communication is not on what you're thinking. I mean, you can think your thoughts if you only wanted to communicate with yourself. All you got to do is think. All you got to do, you don't really have to say anything because it's just you, yourself, and I. You know what you're thinking. You hear your internal voice. But when you are communicating with someone else, it's very important that it lands the way you intend it to land. So you definitely want to be checking in to make sure that they're receiving the information the way you are intending for it to be received. So that means allowing them to participate. So allow them to engage in the discussion, listen without interrupting and observe the emotions underlying their communication. Restate what you hear, validate those emotions before you rebut. Sometimes we like to get right to the rebuttal, but no, and we like to interrupt them before they're done speaking. Because we feel like we've already heard this or we already know where it's going. So we want to jump in and conquer. So really allowing other people to be a part of the conversation and actively listening. Number four 
is if you are triggered by their communication, take a time out, sit with yourself. Sometimes you can ask for a time out and say, you know what? I need a moment to process this, but let me get back to you in about an hour or by the end of the day. Let me think on this a little bit. Take a time out to process and pick up the discussion later, right? If you're feeling triggered, that is not the time to engage, to win or argue. Sit with yourself so that you can understand why you're being triggered. You can understand your emotional climate and you can communicate your thoughts, feelings and position effectively. All right. Number five is observe your inner thoughts, emotions as it relates to triggering communication. Is it the tone in which they're speaking to you? Do you feel heard? Do you feel respected? What is the unmet need? Or is there a value that is being tapped on, but really sitting with yourself so that you can understand why you're having this emotional reaction to the way in which you were communicated with. All right. Number six is focus on what message you want to communicate and how it would land on the audience, the person you want to communicate with. All right. Number seven is ask for feedback. Hey, did that make sense? Do you understand my point of view? What do you think about what I just said to you? What are your thoughts about this topic? Those are all statements that you can state to get some feedback, to elicit some feedback. Number eight is thank them. Thank them for their time. Thank them for sitting and talking with you. Thank them for being understanding, flexible. Showing appreciation goes a long way in connecting. So in conclusion, the goal of communication is to ensure that our message reaches the person we intend for it to reach and they get you know, the message we intended for them to get. So it's important to understand that our intentions aren't as important as how it lands. A lot of times people will be defensive and argumentative when someone misunderstands or misconstrues what they have said. And, you know, it's not helpful when you get defensive because at the end of the day, the goal is so that the other person understands, right? So if they misunderstood, then finding a way in which you can communicate and connect with them is going to be important, right? So your intention, how you intended it isn't as important as how it lands on that individual. So really being flexible in the way you communicate so that you can get success in how they understand. All right. Now, Here's the caveat. You will come across people who do to their own bias, their own blocks, or just the dislike for the messenger of the message will purposely misunderstand you or misconstrue your words. And for those people, we set healthy boundaries with. We don't really need to be in a lot of communication if we're feeling that their intentions are off, right? So this message is for people who we love and want to connect with, but we just seem to not be able to communicate in a effective manner for them to understand us. All right. So that is all I have for you today. Remember guys, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience by providing us with a five-star review. You help make this podcast visible to others. 
Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.